Welcome to Discovering Creatiers, a podcast where we chat with amazing creators who are on creatiers.co, where clients can find the top tier creators. Today we have Misty Bledsoe. Misty is a copywriter who specializes in technical writing. She has been on the DSO blockchain for 88 days as of this recording and currently lists five offers on creatiers, including ghostwriting and research help. Welcome to the show, Misty. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Misty, I'd love to know how you got into writing and technical writing and just kind of your career history in terms of what you do. Sure. It's it's actually a good story. Um, I've been a writer for most of my life. It's just something I've naturally fallen into. But fast forward to, you know, the mid-2010, I ended up getting my bachelor's in information technology with a major in computer programming. So I actually went to school to start developing, but I quickly learned on my first real job outside of that, uh, I actually, there's something about my brain. It's really weird. I guess I can't remember coding syntax longer than three or four days in a row. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. A SQL, SQL seems to be the exception. I'm better at that when I have a, a cheat sheet, but the rest of the, the languages, I, I guess I just can't remember. And I used to make the joke, God help us if it's ever a three-day weekend, you know, I'm just not going to remember anything come Monday morning, Tuesday morning, when we get back there, I'm going to have to start learning all over again. But you know, it made perfect sense because in, in college, uh, our assignments were only like three or four business days long and I got great grades, but getting out to the, to the real world, it just, it wasn't clicking for whatever reason. So, but I found, because I understood development and I understood what the developers needed, I was working in a kind of like a quality assurance type of a, a role at that one organization. And I, I could translate very easily into plain people language, you know, English for the rest of us who don't speak developer. And then I could take the requirements that the business leaders wanted and translate that back into dev speak, so to speak, and break it down with the requirements. So that kind of fell into technical writing. And it's been a good fit for me ever since. So I've been technical writing now for about 10 years and mostly in products that are SaaS, so software as a service. I work pretty closely with developers and with my writing background and my copywriting training, I also then know how to take all of those things and turn them into promotional material if I have to. Um, really good promotional material if need be. Um, and it helps me to be able to present this information to investors or end users or educational material or even internal developer help documentation. So I've been doing that, like I said, for about 10 years. And I've worked in like the financial, automotive, financial, and then the most recent uh, blockchain spaces. So that's been very exciting. So I actually spent about eight years in the Salt Lake Valley. So uh, you're, oh, okay. you're in Utah. And yeah, uh, I, yeah. I sold my house there in September of 2020 and bought the van and got out on the road and been traveling the, the United States ever since. But I did spend about eight years there and I worked for a little while with a company called Evernim. Now, Evernim has been acquired by Avast recently in the last year or so. But it was there that I was exposed to self-sovereign identity and the concept of verifiable credentials technology all on a blockchain. I didn't understand any of it. It took me eight months to understand what DSO calls a layer one blockchain and it's very similar to what these folks built 
and gave to the Sovereign Foundation, S-O-V-R-I-N. Worked with fantastic people there who built this technology out and I got to see it work in real life situations. And part of it is still definitely running today. At that time in my life, I was also going through a very stressful family court case. And there was a lot of things happening during that legal matter that I didn't understand. It was very stressful, very emotional, lots of unexpected situations. And then something clicked one day and I was like, you know what? I see how this concept of verifiable credentials technology, if it's adopted into the core systems correctly, could actually help you prove anything that you have, almost, almost anything that you have to say that you could put on a court document. Almost anything could be proven in this, almost, not everything, but almost. And I was like, oh my goodness, that would clear up, you know, 80% of the courtroom backlog. So I started studying legal concepts and getting into the legal world a little bit just for my own sanity. But coming <laughs> from that blockchain space kind of led me to then be able to explain how this all worked to my family and my friends and foreign boards that I was on, you know, people commiserating with themselves and like, well, this is what I learned and this is what this means and so on and so forth. And then using my writing skills, I was able to, again, translate between a legal concept that didn't make any sense to a, what I believe is a reasonable and normal person into what was actually happening and kind of explain that gap. And then that person could understand what they were at least dealing with and how they could move forward for themselves. And that was really crucial. I didn't have that going through my case. So fast forward now, and, and then all this time, I, I looked at other, you know, types of uh, social medias that claim they were decentralized. Places like Steemit is a blogging platform, you know, that's on a blockchain and that's got stuff that's different applications that are plugged into it. Um, and I heard about BitClout probably about eight, nine months ago and took a look at it and I was like, oh, this is not for me. This is not for me. You know, very... Like, I'll just leave this alone. And I was very heavily in medium.com, writing articles, posting there, just trying to make it in the web 2.0 world any way that you can. But life is changing again. Life is changing again. I've had the last six to eight months to get really crystal clear on several things in my life. And I've just kind of gotten to the point where I accept if something's not working, it's not working. While I was doing this, other people were talking about this DSO thing on Medium. And I'm like, what is this? And, you know, fast forward again, I saw that this was used to be BitClout only and how it's evolved. And I was like, oh, and then I read things like, well, things are plugging into it. And I was like, oh, I'm familiar with this. Let me check it out. And then when I did, I started to realize how comfortable it was on the DSO network. And so I stayed and I've been here ever since. Now in the last, you said I've been here 88 days. I've actually decided to break up with medium.com. Like I've taken down like almost all my content so far. Wow. I'm, migra I'm migrating everything because I really believe that the DSO network is the thing. And it's not just a fad. I like, I can see verifiable credentials technology fixing a lot of things in legal law enforcement, the forensics industries, just in general, I can see these things very clearly for myself. I see the DSO network in a similar fashion. I can replace Twitter, Facebook, Substack, Medium, you name it. I don't have to play by those rules anymore because those rules in the web 2.0 world don't really resonate with me anymore. Okay. So I think I'm following my instincts and being here on the DSO network is a chance to start building something new.
That's a really unique story. I loved hearing how you went from like basically development into writing and then into like, okay, now there's this thing called blockchain. What is that? What does that consist of? How do we be a part of that? And then now Harry Hyde got onto DSO as well. It's really cool story to hear how you just kind of approach things that come naturally to you. You mentioned that BitCloud was like, ooh, that's not, that's weird. That's, you know, not natural. And here you are, you know, 88 days deep into DSO and it, it seems to be natural. It seems to be the place that is helping you be your authentic self and being able to, I guess, promote what you're able to do, which is this technical writing and making it sound very human in a way. Yeah. It's super needed for this world. Definitely. I, I have likened, I've explained this to people too on DSO. I really see it as, it's like a new, at first I thought, thought it was a village, but now it's more like a city. It might even turn into a country, but in my mind, it's like a city that's being built. And in every city you have these um, neighborhoods, you have these areas or districts. You've got like the art district and you've got the business district, you've got the tech district and you've got all this other stuff. And every time I log into the network, every time I surf the chain, so to speak, I'm meeting different people. I'm seeing new things. It's like walking down Main Street and I get to see who's out and about that day. Who's walking downtown today? Are we having coffee at the coffee shop? Is there an interesting squabble over some game I've never tried before? Is somebody building something really cool? Does somebody get into an argument over on the left-hand corner of L Street? You know, we don't know. But you you get, you just by being here on the DSO network in general, I, I personally feel like each person's presence is valuable. There are personalities you don't agree with, fine. There's points of view you don't agree with, fine. But everybody there is making it special for everybody else in their own way. Traveling in the United States, I've gotten to see and do things I've never would have been able to do had I not left the house. Being on the DSO network, I've now been exposed and gotten to do things I've never been able to do before in my life. That is priceless to me. So I'm very excited to be here. And it's not about a creator coin. It's not about whether or not you can earn money in crypto. It's literally about dropping your foot in the sand and you say, you know what? I want something different. I want to do it the way that's best for me. The DSO network is not something I expected to, to do that for myself. So I'm excited. I'm shocked. I'm nervous, but I love being here. I'm curious, Misty, how you would explain in your technical writer brain, putting it into play, plain words, how would you explain the DSO blockchain? I'm going to steal an explanation tutorial from Sovereign and from Evernet because it was the best explanation I'd ever heard. Okay. You have Legos. Okay. And inside of a Lego kit or a Lego box of a giant box of Legos. They usually provide you this flat platform. It's it's the Lego flat base. And then you take the other Lego pieces and you start sticking stuff into it, right? Okay. So the blockchain in general, especially in the DSO world, are calling it a layer one blockchain. That's what that is. It's that base platform of the Legos. All right. And, or it's like a shopping center. I'll use that. I used that example recently with somebody on the network. But, mm. but this is like the, the layer, the blockchain itself is something you put stuff on and you can hook into it and you can pick it up. You can look at it from different perspectives, like a 3D object. It's no longer about just flat data traveling through wires or wirelessly. You can pick this thing up in your mind 
and you can see all the different things that are being plugged in with the different shapes of the Lego pieces. Some of them move, some of them don't, some of them have widgets, some of them don't. And whatever's there just keeps getting built by thousands of people all day long. You're all building this giant Lego project. What's it going to look like when we're done? Isn't that fun and exciting? That's kind of what that is. Um, I also described it like a, a shopping center. People were like, well, what node do I use? I'm concerned about switching nodes. Don't worry about that. Using a different node or a different application is like going to the mall. You don't always park in the same spot at the mall, do you? No, you, you park in different spots. You go in different doors. Sometimes you go in the food court door. Sometimes you go through the movie theater door, but you're still at the shopping center. That's what the Diesel Network is. It's the place and the websites and apps that you use to access it are the doors. That's it. Some of them provide you a different view. You go to the food court, you see food. You go in the movie theater, you see movies. You use an NFT primary promotional node to get onto Diso, you're going to see a lot of NFTs. Doesn't mean that there's the only thing there to see, right? Right. That's how I explain That is a very nice explanation. Because <laughs> I feel like, so, so I've been on, uh, I've been on Diso. I just pulled it up for 109 days, which number one, I'm like, wow, that has gone by super quick. But I still consider myself a Diso newbie. And hearing you explain it that way is, is the best explanation I've heard. Because I have asked that question to several different people. Like, what is it? And it, I get a different answer every time. But none of them are as visual in nature to how we experience the world. And then applying it into the Web3 space, which is really cool. Hence, hence your skill in, uh, in that writing. Your key with all of your documentation, and I'm just going to start teaching because you got going. Uh, the key to all your documentation is to relate it to real world things you can touch, see, hear, smell with analogies that people use in their everyday lives. Um, if you can do that and you got the analogies correct, you're going to be able to help see the concepts more easily in addition to a few other things. But yes. So shifting to createers.co, this podcast from createers and, and seeing what you have listed there, like hearing you go through your explanation of blockchain, DSO as a whole, et cetera, it definitely correlates. Like I see here, even just one that's like, get unstuck, <laughs> like you're hitting wall. I can definitely see having the ability to explain a situation in a way that truly I guess, brings out what you're able to feel and what you're able to experience in a way that, you, you know, you may be so deep down stuck in whatever issue you're dealing with that you're not able to see it in a tangible way. And that seems to be your skill set, helping see it in a tangible way. Yeah. People come to me just in my personal life. They, they come to me for like advice or as a sounding board. It's very common for people just to start opening up and talking to me about stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. And I, you know, I used to function in that capacity a long time ago on a different level in a different part of my life. And so there's literally nothing I've not heard, literally, you know, and sometimes we're just so close for our own situation. We can't get out of our own way. And it just helps to stuff off someone else who's never heard it before. And they can just give you that clarity that you always actually already had. You just need to give yourself permission to hear it and to act on it. But I'm not a therapist. I'm not like uh, a trained psychologist or anything like that. So I just, I put that up there on Create Tears because I'm like, what am I, what else am I good at? What else can I do for people? How else could I help? 
like, oh, I do that. So I guess I'll list it. But I think, I think create years is a fantastic concept in line with the shopping center analogy. Being on create years is kind of like your way of hanging out your shingle and saying, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. Here's how to find me. How do you find people in a virtual space that doesn't have physical things you can touch? And it doesn't matter if you're looking for crypto pay or regular pay or whether you want to give your services away. Creators gives you a place to do that. And I think that's important. I think a lot more people might list what they're good at or what they do. They knew they didn't have to count for maybe normal and typical business and trappings. You know, you can list a contract on there that's very little to do with anything in the contract section. And it could be free if you wanted it to be. And there are people that want to function in the gift economy and creators is a great, it's a great way to do that. I love it because you mentioned it doesn't have to be professional in nature, right? You're, you're not a yeah. therapist. You just like to help people. And like mm-hmm. being able to list something like that, I feel like is to your point, truly unique to creators because on a platform such as like Fiverr, right? You think of, okay, what can I sell? What can I do? Like, what am I proficient at? And here it's, honestly, you can list anything. Like, it doesn't really matter what it is and you can choose whatever you may want to in terms of, I love the way you put it, to help other people. Like, I see here, you list here like ghostwriter, technical writing, like some, some legal stuff, some research help, and then you have get unstuck. And I love that because it's, here's what you've learned over the course of your life. And you're listing those skills that you think can help other people. Yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, you're right. And, and it's because of our web 2.0 ways. We've been so sucked in for so long on web 2.0 and doing it the way that these, I don't want to say companies and corporations, I want to say maybe organizations and entities have kind of funneled us in, funnels a better word, they funnel you into a certain way of doing things. And so like, it's exactly like you said, if you are on Fiverr, well, I can only list certain things and do it in a certain way. And that means I have to go into business for myself. And it means all these other subconscious things that don't mean anything, but I want to, I know that DSO is, you don't have to beat your head against the wall anymore. You can just be here and you can be yourself and it matters and it's helping people. And collectively, that's just building something better. And you don't even have to fight with the old ways anymore. You can just migrate and do something better now. And I think that is fantastic. And so if people approach these things like creators, And remember, no, this is a city we're building or it's a village that you're building or it's a new home that you're building for yourself. If you approach it that way, how would you get the word out that you can help people? What can you do to contribute to your new community that you now live in? It's not about business. It can be. And for some people, it definitely will be. But if you think of it from a community standpoint, with the same analogy of a living, breathing thing that you do every single day, you're walking down the street and you know so-and-so lives on that corner and the baker lives on the other corner and the lawyer lives in that house. I mean, how do you get the word out? How do you communicate these things? Creators is a great place to do that. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, hearing you talk about that and I'm, 
I, I have in the back of my head that you are currently traveling the U.S., right? That's mm-hmm. I view that as like, oh, you're disconnecting to travel the U.S., but it seems like, like Web3 and blockchain, like you have to be very connected. How are you combining your experience learning about blockchain with traveling around the U.S. and not being in one place? Like, does that make it more difficult to stay connected and learn no. about blockchain? <laughs> no, not at all, because... I mean, to hook into a, okay, so I even spent some time on um, scuttlebutt.nz. That is a peer-to-peer offline decentralized social network. It's kind of limited. It's kind of limited still, but it was built for people who live on boats, who travel in bands like me or whatever. And it, it, it updates and connects when you're connected to an internet service or a cellular service. Okay. I don't, don't ask me to explain the technology under the hood. <laughs> don't ask me to do that. I, I could, but I don't want to take the time. But, but I mean, the DSO network, I just grabbed my phone while I was talking to you. DSO network, it works in a similar, it's not, it's not the same. It is not the mm-hmm. same under the hood. I don't want to conflate the two. You just need, you just need uh, internet service of some kind. Your phone or from your hotspot yeah, or the cafe <laughs> or whatever. So how am I merging the two? Uh, you know, you guys are going to get a lot more pictures when I get out on the road. That's how. <laughs> you know, I like Love to take pictures of, of what I'm doing and share the little adventures I'm having on a regular basis. And that helps make everything more real because it is. You're sharing the real parts of your life. I don't see Web3 as something scary anymore because the DSO network is a safe place. I hadn't thought about it that way before until you just said it. That's that's really true. Yeah, it's the first. I mean, as a new user coming into it, there's a lot of things to bridge that gap. You know, we don't want everything we write to be recorded. We want to be able to take back what we say. What if it's used against us in court? Oh, my goodness. That is something that is a very real concern to a lot of people. You know, I remember there was a period of a time in my life where I hid under pen names. And I, you have to be very careful about what you post because if it gets out, somebody could use it against you the wrong way in court and then you've got a mess on your hands. It's just, it's very conflated. So there's all these things to worry about. And like a city being built, there are some things you have to be streetwise and watch out for, okay? And I'm talking about like NFT scammers, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you exercise the same level of care in this new city as you do in your regular city, you should be fine, right? That's it. It's all good. Um, I've been telling people in, in other parts of my life, look, I love this network. Here's how you get on. Don't worry about the crazy crypto talk. Don't worry about NFTs. You don't have to deal with any of that if you don't want to. Just use the like button. It's free. Create a <laughs> fake throwaway email address somewhere. Get on there with a fake username and just see if you like it for a while. You know, I really think that there needs to be more photographers. Um, I know some on a different network that I'm on. I've tried to get them to come over hasn't been successful i think there needs to be more crafters you know i know people who like to do crafts i think those would do really well on this network i think more business professionals need to come on and just be human beings you don't have to promote your work because they know that you do the thing you know people know me oh missy's the technical writer and she knows legal stuff okay cool she lives over there on that part of the chain sweet where's our baker you know we've got People posted pictures of, of different countries and wildlife. And 
it's just, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Everything I can see just by being on this network, I'm not going to be able to shut up about this. So you probably want to ask your next question. I get so excited. I get so excited. That's so true because I think about the globalization that we have and how everyone like is accessible all around the world. So like seeing things that, for example, super real time are going on in Ukraine with people who are from Ukraine on DSO, like that would have never happened. Like Correct. that wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have existed. And now it does. And you know that there's a real person behind that. And you're like, oh, I know someone over there now. Or like people that I've met who currently live in India. I'm like, I would have never met someone in India because my job has never worked with people in India. And now I know right. who lived there. Like the, the act of bringing the world closer, <laughs> it's really cool. And to your point, seeing things that you would have never seen elsewhere and connecting with people you would have never connected with elsewhere. And I, I think I need to be clear about that too. We all know we can get on a major search engine right now on the internet and go Google all this stuff. Okay, we can go search all this stuff and look at it for ourselves. But it is totally different when you're getting an individual who is posting from whatever emotional center they're posting from is their business. Uh, you may not agree with it. It may not rub you the right way. But you know what? It reminds you that we're human beings first. And we're all on this planet together, whether we want to be or not. Okay. And we all got stuff that we're dealing with. It's more valuable because when you get on this network and you're sharing these things, you're sharing some of the truest pieces of yourself that maybe you wouldn't share otherwise. And I just think that is so precious. It's precious. You know, um, diamonds aren't enough, really. Diamonds really aren't enough for what this network is doing and where it's going. It really, it just really isn't. And I'm excited. I think I've said that more than once. Well, Missy, I think what you just said, there's a perfect thing to end on. Like just the the humanization of what we're doing and that everyone's sharing a piece of themselves, I think is so key to what we're experiencing here. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, this has been fantastic. I've learned a lot, even though it was a brief, you know, 30, 40 minute chat here. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great experience.